welcome to School of Parenting on River Radio with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest this morning. I'm joined by Ellen Ludlow from Berkshire Life Coaching. Good morning, Ellen. Hi, Rachel. It's lovely to have you back here with us. So Ellen's going to be sharing some valuable tips for busy mums, um, most importantly, how we relate to our children, which apparently is what busy mums find the hardest, um, along with all those other things, uh, the mental juggle, the brain exploding, um, how to switch off from work and focus on the children. Um, if you've got any questions for myself or Ellen, you can email rachel at river.radio or you can send us a tweet or message on Instagram or on Facebook, all at River Radio Live. So, Ellen, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Can you tell us first a little bit about you and your business? Yes, thank you for having me back again. It's a pleasure to be here. So, I'm a life coach to busy women, uh, particularly um, women who are going back to work or have their own business. Um, and often my clients are mums and they are struggling with, as you say, that that kind of mental mum juggle that we all have to do, the different mm. parts of life life, business, family, career, and the bit that always gets put on the back burner, self-care and your own well-being, which often um, mums are sort of coming to me saying, I'm struggling with all these plates I'm spinning and the idea of actually being able to take some time for myself, I would love to, but I'm, I just can't see how I can make that work. So that's what we what we do at Berkshire Life Coaching. We help busy we're, mums. We're really good, aren't we, at putting ourselves last? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, you uh, talk about specifically for busy mums then and this whole time management for busy mums. You talk about that as, as mums, and I guess it's you know, applicable to dads as well, but there's these four key areas. Um, so providing, arranging, teaching and relating. Now, relating is the one that we're going to get sort of really into the yeah. nitty gritty because Ellen is here to share how we do that, how we actually do that you know real switching off and being present with our children but let's let's just chat about those other areas providing arranging teaching I mean you put it into like a lovely neat four areas yeah it feels like sometimes it's a million areas but I guess that that is what it is isn't it yeah well a lot of a lot of what we do for and with our kids boils down to one of these four areas in life so um We're providing for our kids. So this is kind of on the most basic level, we're providing them safety, security, shelter, food. And whether that's because you're the one going out to work to make the money to provide that or whether that's because you're, you know, ironing their clothes, tidying their room, Mm. cooking their meals. But a lot of what we do is providing for for our children's basic needs. And... um, Another thing that we spend a lot of time doing, and I think you and I touched on this last time I came, is arranging for our children. So making all those arrangements for Uh, their school, sports clubs, social life, extracurricular activities. Um, I mean, I do sometimes feel that the logistics of, especially when there's busier periods, if you like, we've just had that um, in our family this past weekend because we had lots of other things going on, but... 
it's it's almost like a military operation absolutely yeah <laughs> make sure that all their activities and their social events and life is yeah. happening and how so they're going to get in with the yeah. parents exactly yes yeah it's it's definitely that we seem to fit around them isn't it and getting them to where they need to be and when and and the interesting thing about those two things is we can spend a lot of our time as parents doing them, but actually they're kind of invisible to our children. Um, mm. The results aren't invisible. Um, if if the, you know they didn't have the clothes they needed, or if they didn't have the food on the table, or if we hadn't made the arrangements for their play date, you know they would soon let us know. But the time we actually spend doing those things mm. is is not in our child's world. It's it's kind of invisible to them. I don't know if you ever sort of feel. Um, find yourself thinking or feeling you know oh don't you know how hard I've worked for you to make that happen mm. but the reality is no they don't you know they, they might see you going off to work at nine or coming back at six but they yeah I think unless we explicitly tell them I mean we've certainly had those conversations when things have come up and you you know it like you get frustrated and it's like do you realize or you know even yeah. if it's making that bit of an extra effort with a meal that is being cooked from scratch that they turn their nose up and actually they preferred the fish fingers and the chips out of the freezer the day before it's like do you realize that you know I'm trying to make you or or yeah as you said kind of like the arranging with you know even if it's things like birthday parties or um yeah play dates or you know all that kind of thing it's all the stuff that goes on beforehand and behind the scenes behind the scenes and it is behind the scenes for them and 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 it's a very real sense of frustration sometimes I think as you say because as parents we are busy and we're working really hard to do this stuff and it can feel sometimes like a lack of appreciation but Mm. actually it's because when we're in those two quadrants providing and arranging much of the work we're doing is behind the scenes for our kids it's invisible it's like when you know they come up to you two minutes before school on a Monday morning oh today's you know book day and I need a Mm. costume and you're like do you not have a clue how much time and energy and effort would go into arranging that you can't say that to me at you know 8 30 on a Monday morning absolutely (laughs) absolutely and I know we we have also spoken um on school of parenting about um you know our lives with our children are actually way busier yeah um you know if we think back to um you know generations before occasionally you might have a play date um but everything it's just so much busier the activities it's great because our children have got so many so many more options um extracurricular stuff clubs groups sports all those things but even Yeah. yeah I mean even the whole you know social things um I mean you know sleepovers um you know parties that back years ago they didn't have all these like massive range of options it would be a birthday party at home I remember having a birthday party at home absolutely in the garden or something like that I don't remember going anywhere else you know zorbing or (laughs) (laughs) you know these kinds of things so yeah that it's there's definitely a lot more and it sets up I think again another pressure on parents and on children as well because if you've been to you know a friend's party and this is what they had and and therefore I want the same thing you know that puts quite a lot of pressure on children and on parents as well it can bring in perhaps an element of competition almost sometimes which um isn't always you know helpful Mm. um 
but again it, it can give us opportunities kind of to, to, to do things differently you know to to look for something different some different way of, of celebrating and spending time together which at the end of the day is what all this is about it's ways of connecting and spending social time together yeah um, definitely and also so the third area was teaching so teaching them to do things um so this can be, yeah, any skills, social skills, teaching them how to deal with situations, as well as physically, you know, teaching them to do something. And this is any any age of children, you know, from whether you're with tiny ones teaching them to work or with teenagers, you know, teaching them, as I say, kitchen skills or life skills or how to, you know, turn on the washing machine. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah. this is one that I think often we as parents find ourselves slipping into even when we're not intentionally setting out to teach I don't know about you but through conversation I often become aware that I've started advising or yeah oh well how about this have you thought about that and before you know it you're you're suggesting and teaching and I can understand completely why you know that's that's a natural thing that we want to to pass on knowledge to our children and particularly if they're having a difficult time with something I think when you think well I've I've been there and I've learned that and I can help it's that natural urge to want to start helping and advising but do we sometimes do too much teaching on so what I mean by that is um I something had come up recently and it was and and my one of my children turned around and said okay you don't need to say any more and I'd realized I'd gone into that mode yeah um, and I, I know myself I'm sure I'm not the only parent out there sometimes I have to remind myself to zip up my mouth and just listen yeah absolutely (laughs) is that I I mean that could come down to that whole busy time management it's always it's almost like ooh, golden opportunity to teach a lesson or to say be kind if something's happened it's or or that kind of thing when sometimes you know I do kick myself sometimes and think actually that wasn't a teaching moment. That yeah. was a listening moment. <laughs> no, I hear you. And I'm the same. I have to say it takes practice. It, it doesn't come naturally to all of us. I often find myself the same, slipping into those those teaching, teaching. And my son will say the same to me sometimes. You know, mum, sometimes I don't want you to fix the problem. I just mm. want you to listen to me. Mm. <laughs> um, and we do. And the thing is that perhaps we also don't appreciate is when we constantly slip into teaching we are constantly putting our child into learning mode which is tiring for them they're in learning mode all day at school and if every interaction they have with us also puts them into learning mode that's actually not them feeling that they're just getting relating you know listened to golden time there again oh I'm in a position where I'm expected to learn something um and again we're not in their world if we're teaching we're in the adult world we're in our own world we're sort of passing on to them a frame of mind a mindset or a way of looking at something that we think is important with our adult mind and experience rather than being with them in their world and seeing it from their point of view where they're at um but it is as you say it's it something that lots of parents naturally slip into and it can be around that busyness because it's almost like you can see a shortcut yes you've heard what the problem is you know how to fix it or you think you know how to fix it and sometimes it is oh well I can tell you how to deal with that because perhaps you know you're you're feeling rushed or you're busy and and you can see a way to get this done quickly whereas actually as you say sometimes it is about zipping ourselves and just listening and slowing down a bit and that obviously can take longer then doesn't it it takes more time so it's being aware isn't it of actually what sort of not 
again, it goes back to the, everything that you do, Ellen, which is time management for for busy mums. But it's actually those little um, pockets of time are actually probably just as important, possibly what more important than seeing everything as a teaching moment. Absolutely. So where we can just be quiet sometimes and, and listen. And it's a mindset thing first and foremost, because it's not even necessarily about, you know, look, have I got five minutes, 10 minutes or 15 minutes? It's about slowing your own pace down sometimes because we are, you know, we're in a fast paced world. We've got a lot going on. We're very busy. Children actually have a slower pace than adults anyway. They have a slower processing speed than adults have because they are still learning and growing. And one of the things that can be really difficult, and again, it's a challenge I find myself working on all the time, is consciously slowing ourselves down sometimes to be able to be at the pace of our children and spend time with them rather mm. than making them feel rushed through every moment because we've got other things on our mind yes. that we need to get to. Yeah. So that's the so that's the area that you call um, the relating, which you say is the golden time, having fun, interacting, that truly listening. Um, which out of those areas then you say that we... It, well, I, I can absolutely agree with that. <laughs> we find the hardest why do we find that so hard that relating well I think it's important to say again with all things everybody is very very different so actually we're all of us going to be a combination of these four areas and more of course Mm. Um, and so there are going to be some people actually some parents who who live in that relating time you know love Mm. the relating and that's actually their kind of strongest sector and perhaps they're not so hot on for example the arranging so um, Mm. you know maybe somebody who you know who who, I don't know, isn't great at making arrangements in advance or is often late for things, but they're really able to just be in the moment and, and okay. sort of drift through. So maybe for them, actually, relating is is the area that they're strongest in. Um, and, and it's the same for each of us. We're going to be a combination. We're going to have one of these four that is stronger for us or comes more naturally for us, put it that way, and other areas in this quadrant that we're going to need to work more on. But the thing with busy business mums at the moment is often they are the ones doing a lot of the providing a lot of the arranging and often by their nature they find themselves often wanting to do teaching and what I'm hearing more and more is that they're actually longing for some relating time but Mm. they're finding it really hard to switch off mentally and slow down mentally to actually just be present in the moment and I think we do this a lot it's less and less are we actually focusing on doing what we're doing when we're doing it we're often thinking about three other things at the same time so this um i mean years ago there was you'd hear all this talk wouldn't you about multitasking multitasking women are so good mums are so good at multitasking and there's been a bit of a turn around in that that it's now not something that you would boast about oh yes i can cook dinner while i've got a load of washing going on and the homework's going on here and yeah I'm checking my emails to do with work and aren't I an amazing multitasker now that's kind of um a little bit shameful isn't it well what's that movement that why has it changed I think we, we are still in a bit of a transitional period because I think that um Psychology tells us actually what we have perceived as multitasking isn't. We're not doing three things at once. We're switching very quickly between the three things. Right. Um, so we're flitting back and forth, back and forth. Actually, we're not doing things simultaneously. Your brain can't do things simultaneously. Um, so 
You're right, that was something that was sort of held up almost as a, a trophy. Mm. You know, I'm so busy and I'm doing so much at once. And there is definitely a move away from that to appreciating and realising actually that it isn't good for us, it is not good for our mental health. Mm. Um, things like meditation, yoga, tai chi are all about just being in the moment, mm. giving your mind and body a chance to be in the same place at the same time and replenish. And there's very definitely a realisation that actually that is incredibly good for our well-being mm. we're designed to do one thing at once and be mm. present in the moment and I think we've really lost that over time to mm. the extent where now we're finding it very hard to get that back even for fairly short periods of time to actually switch off from everything else and to focus on on one thing mm. um, is becoming a skill that we're having to relearn I think and there's also a lot more um, evidence isn't is there that says actually that switching it takes you I mean I, I you know I don't know what the statistics are but it as in it takes you so many then minutes or something to it does refocus on the new task exactly. or perhaps the task you were doing it absolutely does and and one place where we see this a lot which is um me sort of going into a slightly different area but again it's an area I work on a lot um we talk about having focused time and reactive time because particularly when okay. um people I work with are at work, they kind of say, I start the day with this list of projects and things that I want to get into and to do, but I often find after a couple of hours, I've been interrupted by so many emails, you know, social media notifications, messages that need replying to, mm. phone calls, that I've really not got very much done of the actual focus task I wanted to do. Mm. So even just realizing and appreciating that you are flitting back and forth and that it takes you as you say sort of 60 seconds to get settled back into your piece of work again after replying mm. to a message or reading an email um, so we segregate those two things so we allocate reactive time so that hour at the beginning or the end of the day when you're going to check your messages reply to your emails make your phone calls and okay. then focus time where you say right for the next 60 minutes I'm going to sit down and actually focus on this task uninterrupted turn off the notifications not react to things which isn't actually the way most people naturally approach their day mm. um, and so they find their day is being pulled out of their control pulled around by replying and reacting to things um, and it can be again it sort of takes some practice but quite a simple thing to to segregate those things and say no I'm in control of when I choose to react mm. and that's my reactive time and I'm separating that from my focus time. You've, so re this, you've reminded me actually talking about that 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 reactive time and that focus time I'm sure you've seen this Ellen there's that um little um whatever you call it cartoon is that what they're called and it's got where where the mum um I don't know goes to put a load of washing on or something but then she goes into the other room and then she's gone into the other room and then picks up perhaps the coffee cups or yeah. something and then she <laughs> then notices something else and does something else and then perhaps takes the cups to the kitchen and then starts perhaps unpacking something yeah and then and then it's something like two hours later, yeah. remembers that she was going Gonna to collect the, the washing, washing on. on. Absolutely. <laughs> and isn't like that a million true, of things? Yeah. It rings so true. It really does. Yeah, we do. There's so much going on. And um, we got to get really good at agile transitions, I think. And this is what I want to talk about a bit later when it comes to actually the how of yes. relating time. Um, yeah. A lot about agile transitions. Yeah. Oh, OK. I've not heard, not heard that word before. Um, I've learned a new word with Ellen so um, let's let's have a little
little break. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us if you want to find out how we can actually relate better to our children. And we're going to have um, Green Lights Becca. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. Whispers in the night Keep calling on me This darkness won't hide The me that I see I can't escape Welcome back 
to School of Parenting with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest on the show this morning is Ellen Ludlow from Berkshire Life Coaching. It's lovely to have you here, it's Ellen. lovely to be here again. Thank you. So you're listening to River Radio, um, Voice of the Thames Valley with myself um, and Ellen and you can listen to us on mobile with River at River Radio Live through Apple app. You can listen through the Google app or Alexa, play River Radio Live, as well as our website, river.radio. So plenty of ways for you to listen. And we've been chatting in the first part um, of the show this morning about why the relating part, so we covered four areas, um, If you missed those areas and if you want to find out why as mums, busy mums and parents, we find the relating to our our children the hardest, um, you can listen again through our website or on podcast to the first part of the show. So um, we were saying that this relating is is the hardest even though it's the golden time it's having fun it's interacting and truly listening so let's chat a bit about um before we go into the how because Ellen is here to share with us how this is this is like that golden uh nuggets um that Ellen's going to let us all know is how um but why is it so important that we give our children our full attention and I mean let's face it sometimes we we think possibly they don't notice that yeah. we're, but they do. They don't do. They, they, they know when do. we're actually not giving them one hundred percent, don't they? Yeah. Oh, they absolutely do. They can tell when when you're you know half listening or distracted or thinking that you can sneak in quickly checking your emails on your phone. There. Yeah. No. They're they're aware. I think. And um, I mean, just like all of us, our kids need to feel that they're appreciated and loved and valued just for being them. I mean, isn't that the connection that we're all looking Mm. for and and that we all want to feel that actually we can be ourselves and be appreciated and people want our company just for being us and I think sometimes again when we're we've been very busy all day you know providing and arranging and then when we do come to spend time with our children it's so easy to slip into teaching uh, because there are things that we feel are important and need to be covered so I don't know if um, this sounds familiar to you Rachel but sometimes when they first get in from school my first things will be like how was your day Mm -hmm. did you eat your lunch do you need a snack and a drink have you got any homework well when's it due in Mm, well when are you going to start it then we bombard them, don't we, Absolutely. with questions, and and also if you we we have a little bit of a car trip with with my children. So, I think initially when we started doing that, I actually saw it as a perfect opportunity because I thought, oh, they're almost trapped in the car; <laughs> they can't go to their bedrooms or go and get on their phones now they've got home from school. Yeah. They're in the car with me for this time. And it probably took me a little time. I was probably a little bit slow in realising that even though I had them trapped in the car, (laughs) um, and again, that was my... I suppose my time management brain going, yeah. we've got this time, yeah. we I must can get fill those it. questions yeah. that are really important as parents that we have to ask at the end of the day. Um, you know, what did you have for lunch? You know, all those things. Who did you play with on the playground? You know, all those things you think, oh, I can, well, I can ask that in that time yeah. because we're driving home. Yeah. So I can kind of almost tick that box off. It sounds awful, doesn't it? But it did take me a while to realise 
they they don't want that when yeah. they've got in the car after their day long day at school that is actually the last thing they want isn't it yeah those, absolutely those questions. it can be and and the thing is that's not to say that some of those things aren't important they are but again it's kind of us as adults in in our world view um putting onto them what we consider to be the most important as you say almost ticking it off the list I need to know have mm. they got homework I need to know when it's due in because I don't want a scene like we had last week where you forgot you had French and then at 11 o'clock at night you were in tears you were worrying about it yeah. we've got good reason um for for going that way and doing those things and we can do it with the best of intention. As you say, we think we're relating often, mm. but it slips into us, you know, putting our priorities on them and the things that we feel are important. And you remember when we talked about providing and arranging, we said they're sort of invisible to our children. We're doing a lot of that. We're working hard, but actually they see the results, but mm. they're not visible. Whereas with the teaching and relating, that's really visible to your child because that is the time you're physically with them, talking mm. to them. But the difference is the teaching side is still sort of in the adult. It's your worldview. It's you sort of teaching them something from the adult world. The thing about the relating time, the, the sort of golden time that's so special, is it's in your child's world. It's you taking yourself out of your adult frame of mind a little bit, your worldview, and putting yourself in their shoes, if you like, and, and learning something from them you know asking them to to teach you something and one of the things which again we, we will cover afterwards in the how um but one of the things to really remember actually is we can flip it rather than starting with the teaching and then mm. hoping that later on after dinner when everyone's calm and you've washed up you'll have some time for relating time you know then we'll play a board game or then we'll watch a movie or whatever let's try and flip it and let's try and give ourselves just a bit of relating time first mm. and then you can cover those things later you can find out what they had for lunch and what homework they've got but actually even just five to ten minutes of um, putting ourselves in their world and, and just really connecting with them before we then move into those questions puts them in a great frame of mind as well actually they'd be more likely to want to answer your questions if you've had that little bit of connecting relating time first and I guess sometimes I'm thinking back to when um, my children were younger and I'm sure like lots of um, parents and mums I read, you know, a lot of books because I thought, oh, yeah, that's going to help me uh, be better, better parent, better mum. And and I remember reading something which I thought was, you you know, I found that whole relating thing. It said about even if you take whatever it is, that five, ten minutes, if in that five to ten minutes or whatever, whatever time it is, but you are 100 percent engaged with your child that actually, if we're thinking about it from this whole busy time management perspective, that that can often be enough. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that we have to put two hours or an hour aside, is it? If, you know, if, if reality is we we have all got time pressures on us yeah and of an evening when children have got home from school there are all those other things that you know reality is that you you, that have got to be ticked off like dinner like homework like bath time all of those things so that is reality however I did I remember finding that that was quite fascinating I thought actually it can sometimes just be that really short amount of time yeah, it can. but them knowing in that short amount of time you are 100% absolutely absolutely and um and it's actually it's really lovely when um it happens 
as you say, you, you, you can be really surprised what, what a short amount of time really actually you end up investing, you know, five, ten minutes, not two hours. And when your child is the one who then turns around and sort of says, OK, that was nice. Now mm. I'm going to go and do something else. Thanks, mum, sort of thing, because they have felt heard. They have felt connected. They feel safe now that actually, OK, that's enough. I want to go do something else yeah. rather than it being you kind of saying, yeah, in a minute, in a minute, or I've just got to finish this, you know, investing that five or ten minutes of, as you say, absolutely engaged time um can yeah then really make them feel okay thanks that's enough now off yeah. I go do something else which is because they've got all these needs haven't they I mean without getting into their little hierarchy of needs but yeah. they obviously have needs that need to be met and and that that could just be enough I'm thinking it's probably like even when we relate to um potentially our partners I'm, I'm yeah, sure I'm absolutely. not the only one that's that I've said can you just stop for yeah. a, like can can you just stop and look so I know that this is going you yeah, know that kind absolutely. of thing it's almost like sometimes we need don't we as adults to just know um Right, and I just actually really need you to be listening to yeah. this 100%. Can I have your attention? We do. You know, whatever yeah, we need, it might be. We need to feel heard. We do. We need to feel seen. All of us have that need and our children have that need. Um, and again, one of the things that we're perhaps a message that we're inadvertently giving to our children when we focus so much on things like, you know, have you practiced this? Have you done your homework? How did you do this, that or the other? These might be priorities that we feel are very important that we want the answers to, but we're kind of giving a message that these are the things that matter most about you. You know, your grades at school or how you did in football, you know, these are the things that I'm I'm saying are important to me. So actually being able to sometimes dial those things back and just be together and just spend time giving them your full attention and listening to them gives them the message that they matter just for being them, that mm. they're accepted and valued just for being themselves, not because they've you know, come top of the class in this or scored the goal in football, you know. And again, that's catching ourselves, isn't it, as parents by not asking or learning, isn't it? We've got to learn, haven't we, not to ask those questions that, as you say, are focused on all those external things which oh, we yeah. think is having a chat or having a yeah. conversation or as you say it's finding finding the right time the right moment it's maybe relating first giving them time first to talk to us before we then want to find out you know how that how they did in that lesson today or uh, what they had for their lunch or whatever but often those are the first things we go in with because we go in with a busy mind ourselves. Mm. you know like you say you're like right I've done this I've done this now I've got to find out how their day was then I can move on to making dinner actually if we think I'm going to go in without an agenda for that first five or ten minutes mm. just let them tell me how they're feeling and what's going on with them there will be time to find out later you know the stuff that you you mm. want to find out about but you're not making it sound like it's the most important thing that you want to know about them now I'm sure I'm not the only parent who sometimes though that later mm. is right at bedtime when they're meant to be going to sleep <laughs> I mean how you know it's like oh can I just chat about this and and I found myself thinking and as I say I'm sure I'm not the only mum out there going okay we could have had this conversation earlier um I'm off to go and do something now whatever yeah. you know the rest of the evening holds for uh, the parent however yeah. you're now in bed it's 
time to go to sleep it's whatever and now you want to go into all the nitty-gritty yeah, um you know that's right. it, that yeah. that does there's, that happen in every household <laughs> I bet it does it certainly happens in mine there's nothing like the word bedtime for suddenly your yeah. child thinks of three really important things that they need yes. you for but actually the same principle holds true our reaction is often exactly as you say oh my gosh I haven't got time for this now because I've got to you know I'm going to go and do such and such mm. but investing just that five minutes of um, complete undivided attention often does that is enough to to then you can say right well I've, I've listened I've heard I've understood now it's time for me to go and do such and such mm-hmm. you know I've, I've given you my attention I've understood your problem you know we will sort that out but now it's my time to go and do such and such and with younger children we can probably manage that in terms of I, I know particularly with my first child that used to do that a lot when he was younger mm. is because he wasn't aware of the time you know yeah. what time it was yeah. what time we were going upstairs to do the whole getting ready I actually just would do it a little bit earlier to yeah. allow 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 for that that. if you like yeah absolutely and the other thing that can happen sometimes is if your child's anxious at bedtime it can be that that's when these thoughts come to them Mm. you know they've been busy all evening they've been happy distracted it's when it's bedtime when they're on their own when it's quiet their brain then starts oh I've just remembered I'm really worried about this yeah so actually that's when it's come to them so just yeah investing that five minutes to to listen to help them calm and then set that boundary that it's time that in as that's their relating time then or whenever that might be for for your child it might then just be finding for them yeah what is their best relate or when they're more likely to open up perhaps yeah and again it's it's finding that balance for you isn't it I think we probably know as parents when it's when it's tipping over into delaying tactics and when you just need to (laughs) to set the boundary and say goodnight sort of thing and and when it's something that actually they just need your focused attention for five minutes to hear them okay so what we all want to find out and and we're going to have a quick song break and then come back and Ellen is going to share with us how we can actually relate better to our kids just that um, golden information then then how I mean we obviously we've spoken about some things already but really how we can what did you call it an agile transition agile transition so we will find out what is agile transitions because I've I've not heard of those Um, let's have uh, life is a roller coaster which let's face it is sometimes (laughs) with Ronan Keating Windsor, Windsor, Ascot, Ascot Maidenhead, Maidenhead, Bracknell, Bracknell Wokingham, Wokingham, Henley, Henley Reading. Reading. Okay. Ta-da. The voice, River Radio of the Thames Valley.
welcome back to myself, Rachel Tyrrell. Uh, we're on River Radio, Voice of the Thames Valley, and you're listening to School of Parenting. And my guest today is Ellen Ludlow. Thank you so much for coming back again, oh, Ellen. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure. So Ellen is from Berkshire Life Coaching and we've been talking about time management for busy mums and um, talking about the, those areas that we do as busy mums, the providing, the arranging, the teaching and then the relating, which is the trickiest one because we've got to be really present for our children and we've chatted about um, why that's so important. I mean, you know, even really young children... They are very perceptive. They know when you're doing something else, don't they? They do, yeah. Um, so if you've missed any parts of the show, you can um, listen, go to our website, you can listen again, and you can also listen on podcast as well. Um, you can also listen to us on your mobile through Apple app or Google app. Ask Alexa, play River Radio Live, and as I mentioned, you can go to river.radio and actually listen through the website as well. So um, we've spoken about all those things, and we've spoken about that whole mental um, juggle that Mm -hmm. we have as mums, and how, you know, when it comes down to it, I guess the area that, that can be the hardest area, and also where our kids might suffer a little bit is that whole relating when we think we're relating to them but actually we're not we're either have got something else going on in the background or even if physically we've put our phone to one side yeah our mind's not 100% with them and we've said you know why that is so important so how can we Ellen actually switch from that busy at work mode to just slowing ourselves down you've mentioned agile transition absolutely I've never heard of that tell us what tell so, us how so first of all I think it's really important to say um make sure that you're being really compassionate with yourself over this because often we are our own harshest critic and I know when it comes to parenting you know do you ever have those mornings or those days where you kind of say to your best friend I'm the worst mum in the world you know this is what's happened because we 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 really we can be our own harshest because we want to get it right we Mm. want to do the best we can and we've got so much going on so be compassionate with yourself understand that you are coming at this from absolutely the right place and want to spend time with your child and do the very best you can to be with your child Um, and that this kind of stuff takes practice different things come naturally to different people and it's okay that some of us have to sort of learn or relearn ways of doing things Mm. Um, so transitions um, to kind of look at this backwards um, I'm going to talk in a minute about us as adults transitioning but it might be more familiar to start with Lots of us might have kids who find transitions difficult. I Mm. know my younger son finds sudden transitions very difficult. So we learnt quite early on to do things like give him the 15 minute warning you know in 15 minutes we're going Mm. to be leaving the house I'll come back and remind you again so in 10 minutes right now you need to come off and start have you got your socks well let's find some can we get your shoes it's doing it's helping helping our children transition from one thing to another thing because often kids find that difficult what we don't appreciate is that actually we as adults can find that quite difficult Mm. um 
And that can be either, that can show in, in different ways. That can show because we're somebody who gets really deeply into what we're doing. So we've become so engrossed in our current task that we find it hard to transition out of that and do something else. Or we can be someone that flits often between so many different things that we're constantly transitioning and we're never really feeling focused mm. on one particular thing. And one of the, the areas that this really shows up in in life is, as you've said, is transitioning particularly perhaps between work and home mm. and, and turning off that busy brain just to be and to spend time with our children. And now more than ever, I guess, as well, that lots of us aren't commuting. Maybe it used to yes, be that your train absolutely. journey or car journey was a bit of time for you to mentally make the transition. Right, I've physically left the mm. office. I've got a bit of time now to think through my work stuff and then put that to one side so that by the time you got to the front door to walk in mm. you were perhaps a bit more in in your home mindset but now if you're working from home and the minute you open that study door bam you're home you've had no time at all to mentally transition from one to the other so what we can do is really set our intention before we open that door and arrive home so when you're finished your working day Rather than just opening the door and, and dashing out and swapping, if you like, one to-do list for another and, mm. and moving from work into, right, what's next? Laundry, dinner, what have you done at school? Um, give yourself five to ten minutes before you open that study door where you go, OK, I've finished my working day. What's still on my mind? Because that's one of the big things, things that you've maybe left unfinished or that you've got to plan for tomorrow you don't want to go home and try and spend time with your child and all that stuff's still going on in your mm. mind so write that stuff down put that into your planner put that into your schedule what do you still need to do what do you need to remember for tomorrow get it out of your head and onto paper and then really set your intention when I open that door and I arrive home with my family what am I intending to do what's mm. the first thing I want to do um and again it can be really tempting to kind of say oh well the first thing I want to do is go find my children and you know spend time with my children which which is great but again the reality is your need might be I really need a cup of tea or I really mm. need a glass of water so recognizing actually glass that, of wine <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no not every day of course <laughs> Um, so recognizing that actually by meeting your own need, you know, by getting a glass of water or a cup of tea, you're probably going to enjoy your time with your kids more rather than feeling I ought to go and seek them out first and find out how they are first. But the whole time, actually, you're distracted by, oh, I'm so thirsty. I just want a cup of tea. So set your intention. I'm going to go make a cup of tea, go find the children, and I'm just going to be really present with them and engaged with them for however long you've decided you know 10 minutes 15 minutes whatever mm. um and again be really aware and it will take some practice I'm not going to slip into teaching mode unless they specifically ask me for some advice I'm not going to start with you know hi how was your day or have you got homework I'm just going to go get my cup of tea and just be and just relax and maybe before you open the door and go out there even just take some deep cleansing breaths to help yourself move and transition from I'm putting aside my work brain I know it's all okay. I've written the stuff down. It's mm. scheduled for tomorrow. I don't have to worry about it. I'm going out there with the intention of making a nice warm drink and spending some time just being with my children, being in their world. Mm. Let them tell me about what they've got going on, whatever that might be. And, oh, that's always fun, isn't it? When when they really want to tell you about something that is like a whole other language to you. I don't know if you get this, but I yes. get it a lot with the video games. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that? I don't know. What does that mean? I really don't <laughs> 
but they can they can teach us you know amazing things and let I mean let's be honest here we do sometimes have to fake a bit of that don't we let's fake that interest <laughs> in Minecraft <laughs> I, yeah am I putting on my face does my face look like I am so <laughs> interested yes yeah it, what's that is it fake it till you make it or something yes so you, okay till you make it so you can just so set that intention though set that intention so because you're gonna go in and not bombard them with questions quite honestly I think that that could be a little bit of a shock anyway to children mums mums come in and not ask me a load of questions yeah and and I tell you what what that will do first of all it will it will make them feel listened to but also it will help calm you as well because if you are being mindful and present in that moment that's going to make you feel so much better and happier and and calmer and we can really learn stuff from our kids. So um, my 13-year-old was challenging me the other evening. I know nothing about football, and he's got very into football recently. So he was mm. say, giving me a list of players and a list of teams, and I had to try and match up which oh. player played for which team. But the thing is, where he caught me out, and I really learned from this, he was like, Mum, you did that one a minute ago, and yet you still got it wrong again. Did you not remember? Oh, so actually, okay. if, if we go in with the intention that we're not just, it's not superficial, that actually we, we can really learn from them and listen to them, next time I, I made that mental note, I, I need to really remember, I need to really try and pay attention and learn that it does matter to him which which player plays for which team and and I want to learn that so that perhaps next time I do remember because that's going to make him feel so listened to that I've actually learned from him. And that's important isn't it because whether it it is is. football or whether it is Minecraft or whether it's something else that really does feel like sometimes a whole different language to us it's ultimately recognizing but to them that's that's important. important that's so important at that particular phase yeah, of their life it's also you know just like we go in as, as I say if, if we're in teaching mode we put them in learning mode and it's tiring for them we're kind of flipping that you know when we're when we're relating and we're listening and we're in their world and we're letting them teach us it reminds us what it's like to be in learning mode actually and and it makes them feel they've got something valuable to contribute but it can be hard so that's why I say give yourself that gentleness that time to transition because nobody's saying that you're not you're not busy and you haven't got lots of priorities you have but what shines through all the time with people I work with, it's really important to them to put their kids first and spend time with their kids. That's why you're doing all the rest of it. That's why you're doing the providing, the arranging, the teaching. It's just that for so many really busy people with competing demands on their time, just being with their child, slowing their pace down enough to just relate without having an agenda can be really challenging. Um, and, And again, it is about pace. So I can tell you from a personal point of view, I'm a fast-paced person, um, so to slow myself down sometimes to my child's pace is a challenge and it takes practice, but practice that, you know, hold back, don't jump in and finish their sentence for them. Sometimes I physically sit on my own hands because, you know, they, yes. they're taking a bit more time to get there and that's okay. And And it can be hard when you feel, well, it isn't okay because I've got 10 other things to do, but actually saying that they are our priority and that this is really important it's also learning ourselves the the skills the methods to be able to put our money where our mouth is and actually spend that time and do that and I think it's also remembering what you said earlier Rachel that we don't have to go out there thinking right my intention is now to do nothing but just be and relate for two hours Mm. it could be 10 minutes 
Mm. And that could be all they need. And they will tell you. I mean, my yeah. t- children are, are not so young anymore, but they will say, okay, um, right, bye. Yeah. They yeah. say that. That's, thanks, now. That's See like, yeah. leave the bedroom. Yeah. Leave me. Yeah. Bye. They go, bye. <laughs> like, they're going somewhere. Bye. I'm like, okay, that's the sign. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, it, so, yeah, it certainly doesn't have to be a long period of time. No, then. absolutely. And it's interesting as well, because that can happen in two ways. I think it's really healthy when you've, when you've given them that time and attention and you've, you've had that connection and they've had enough and they kind of say, okay, thanks, bye, sort of thing. That's yeah. great. The other way it can happen, which isn't so great, is what we said earlier, when you've gone in perhaps with, with what you prioritise first, you know, homework, dinner, have you this, have you that? Right. And then when you get to the point where you're ready to relate, they go no thanks you know I I just want you to back off for a bit you've been on at me for the last hour I don't want to relate now you know you might now be ready for the board game or the movie or the conversation but they're tired and they don't want it now so again I suppose it's it's looking out for that subtlety if we can do the relate first yeah it's great when they say okay bye yes (laughs) rather than doing the trying to do the teaching first and then by the time we're ready to relate we've lost that opportunity for connection sometimes because they don't want it then so the key thing then with that how is is the is this transition for um for mums or busy parents um and I guess because you said the whole working from home swell thing is tricky but physically I mean I I know with myself it's physically closing the lid on the laptop if you like um because if that screen's still on and something's popped up I'll look at it whereas if I physically close that down it's almost and then also with our phones because lots of people's work so you know connected on their phone these days it's not purely a phone anymore is it it's like a mini computer basically absolutely um so putting that phone away having that transition taking time having a cup of tea or whatever it is glass of wine and then sort of and then having that time yeah but not with an agenda exactly having just that intention to connect and just spend time with them yeah absolutely and be and being compassionate as I say with yourself being gentle it's a transition practice it give yourself that time to set your own intention for for what you're going to do when you spend time with your children after work brilliant and Ellen if people want to if well if if you've um, missed any of the show today you can listen through our website river radio at listen again or on podcast, um, just look up uh, River Radio School of Parenting. Ellen, how can people work with you? Can people, um, you know, do a bit more yeah, work with absolutely. you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I work one-to-one with clients and I also have a group coaching um, sort of group of six, which is fantastic because then you also get some peer support, which is really important. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on Instagram under Time Management Mum. You can have a look at my website, Berkshire Life Coaching, um, and just get in touch, learn a bit more, tell me your situation. I'd love to hear from you and we'll figure out whether some one-to-one coaching time would really benefit you or whether you'd like to be involved in the group and so the group coaching it sounds lovely because you've got other people on there haven't you absolutely so it's only going to be six so it's um a small enough group that it's really sort of intimate and everyone gets a chance to chat it's just over one hour every friday lunchtime so it's it's fantastic it's like a little lunch club for for busy parenting busy you know yeah working parents and um it's around again it's quite a holistic approach a lot of what we've talked about today but in a in a way of like how do you juggle your life, your well-being, 
growing your business, growing your family. And it's amazing over the 12 weeks, actually, what leaps and bounds um, you do see people make. And that support that they give to each other as well, that you get that on a sort of once a week, just that mutual accountability and encouragement is fantastic. I love the idea of that. So thank you so much, Ellen, for your time today. Thank you. Um, Next week on the show, we've got Miriam Blaisley from Elizabeth House, and she's going to be chatting about the importance of volunteering in our community. And coming up later today at one o'clock, we've got Andrea McLeod with On The Job. Um, She's been chatting and finding out how Gary Newman, a psychotherapist, uh, does his job. We've got Tara Dean tonight at 7pm inside the music scene she's talking about Reading Pride that she um, went along to so thank you so much for listening thank you again Ellen brilliant to have you here again thank you for having me Um, join me next week on School of Parenting the school that you want to come back to and let's finish with Leave Before You Love Me Marshmallow and the Jonas Brothers I see you calling I didn't want to leave you like that It's five in the morning Yeah, yeah A hundred on the dash Cause my wheels are rolling And taking my foot off the gas And it only took me one night To see the end of the line Stepping deep in your eyes, eyes Dancing on the edge, about to take it too far It's messing with my head, how I'm messing with you If you wake up in your bed, alone in the dark I'm sorry, gotta leave before you love me Hey, hey, leave before you love me Hey, hey, leave before you Yeah, yeah, no I'll just catch you right